Welcome in everybody to another episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. I am your host Kevin McGuire and it is Football Friday. In today's episode we're going to be taking a look at Penn State's game this weekend against the Purdue Boilermakers. We've been talking about it all week but now's a good time to kind of round up our thoughts, get ready for this weekend's game. So what we're going to do in our first segment is we're going to take a look at our Penn State offense versus our Purdue defense. In segment number two, we'll flip it around and we'll go with the Purdue offense versus the Penn State defense. And in our third and final segment today, we'll give some final thoughts on this weekend's game. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. And of course, this podcast is available for free on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. You can find us on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it. You can probably find it right there. And if you don't find our podcast on some of your other favorite podcasting apps, please let us know and we'll see what we can do to correct that in the near future. We're rounding up our first week back on the relaunch of the podcast and I cannot say how happy I am with the feedback we've been getting and the growth that we're already starting to see. It's been a blast for me. Uh, getting a chance to dive into the podcasting routine once again. And I want to make sure you guys continue to stick around. So we do this show every Monday through Friday. It's available as early as possible. Every episode this week has been posted at midnight Eastern. So we have shows for you all day long, basically. And you can always go back and listen to shows you may have missed. And it's a great way to kill some time on your morning commute or your evening commute. Maybe you want to spend some time over your lunch break listening to what I have to say about Penn State. And of course, we get you guys involved with a mailbag feature. And you can connect with us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. Send in your questions at any time. We do the mailbag a couple times a week. With that out of the way, guys, we're going to get into our first segment. But first, a quick reminder from Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live events. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. It's homecoming weekend for the Penn State Nittany Lions as they play their first Big Ten Conference game at home of the 2019 season. They're hosting the Purdue Boilermakers. Uh, Purdue's coming in, coming off of a loss, uh, yet another loss, I should say, for Purdue. And, of course, Penn State's coming off their big win on the road against Maryland last week, 59-0 the final score down at College Park. Penn State, of course, is going to be a big favorite this weekend. It's up to, um, I think, a 28-point spread, and you might be able to find it at 29 or 28.5, depending on the sports book out there. But this is going to be a pretty easy contest, you would think, for Penn State. Certainly on paper, there's a lot of advantages here. Uh, so this game is going to kick off on Saturday, October 5th at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. It'll be televised on ESPN. So the Penn State offense... Really had a good game last weekend against Maryland. Of course, uh, the running game continues to be one of the t- stories we've been talking about this week as uh, there hasn't really been a guy that has really emerged as the go-to ball handler on the ground. It's actually been more of a running back by committee, and of course the quarterbacks have been capable of getting involved as well. And I think that that actually may continue to be the trend this week against Purdue because I really feel like Penn State's pretty comfortable running the ball with a couple different guys and maybe some different situations. It feels like they have a guy ready to go uh, no matter what the situation may be. It feels like uh, that's going to be the game plan moving forward unless they're pressed into a position where one guy is clearly the dominant guy. There just hasn't been one guy that's been dominant. And that's not a negative. It's really kind of a positive that they have confidence that so many different running backs can get the job done. 
And against this Purdue defense, uh, they are going to have some opportunities to make some plays because Orlando's O'Neal continues to be out for the Boilermakers. He's one of the best defensive players. And the, just the fact that Penn State has some big playability of their own with K.J. Hamler, who, by the way, is already separating himself from Saquon Barkley. He doesn't like having the conversation about comparing the two of them. And I totally understand that. But there's no question they are each big play kind of guys for this Penn State offense. Saquon Barkley, of course, uh, is a legend at Penn State, and K.J. Hamler is looking to become one of those guys as well. And I think K.J. Hamler is uh, right on because he is a different kind of player than Saquon Barkley, and I think this weekend we're going to see K.J. Hamler get a chance to go ham. I think he's going to have some big play opportunities, certainly in the passing game, and there's no doubt you you can throw a little short pass to him, and if he can find some room in the open field, it could be lights out for Purdue. So Sean Clifford, of course, is coming off another career game for him as well. So I feel like this is going to be another situation where he's got to be protected and he has to have some time to make some plays. You give him that and they're going to have a chance to to make some big things happen. So I think Penn State's offense is in a really good position here. I think Purdue defensively, they're they're not a very strong defensive team. They're one of the, the lower ranked defenses in the Big Ten for a reason. And I think we're going to see that on many occasions as to why that is when they play this weekend. So I feel like Penn State's offense certainly needs to carry over some of that momentum from the Maryland game. And now they did capitalize on a good early defensive turnover. Uh, But the offense certainly controlled that game last weekend against Maryland. And I think they're going to do that again this weekend against uh, Purdue. I don't think They're going to score 59 points, but I do feel like this is an offense that now is capable and confident that they're going to be able to score more than enough points to be able to get out of this game with a victory and improve to 5-0 overall, 2-0 in Big Ten play. So offensively, I don't see too many reasons to be concerned. Uh, especially since Purdue's playing on the road. If this game were being played at Purdue, maybe it's a little bit of a different story. Maybe Purdue uh, can play a little bit of a spoiler role uh, at home. But again, they're playing without some key offensive players, which we're going to get to in our next segment. But I feel like this is a Purdue team that is ripe for the picking, I think, if you're Penn State. So I fully expect that Penn State comes out, gets off to a good start, makes a couple big plays, Uh, Certainly gets the running game going, and that'll take some of the pressure off for Sean Clifford and allow him to make some big plays because I think if Purdue is dialing in on that running game, they're going to have their hands full because Penn State's going to be able to throw the ball too. So this is a a good matchup for Penn State all around. So I feel like the Nittany Lions should be in a real good position to really establish control from the start, to carry that into halftime, and start to get in a position where they can probably rest some players some point in the fourth quarter. I don't know if it's necessarily the whole fourth quarter, but I do feel like they, the offense is going to be able to win this one fairly comfortably. So I don't think there's too many reasons to be concerned there. As far as Purdue is concerned, like I said, defensively, they're listening, they're missing some players. They're missing Lorenzo Neal, and they're going to be able to, they're not going to be able to bring a whole lot of pressure. So that was one of the things that I feel like was a concern earlier on in the season with uh, you know, some pressure coming on Sean Clifford, and maybe things have gotten better on that side of the ball as well with the offensive line. But I really just feel like this is not a Purdue defense that I think is going to be hounding Clifford very often. So I do feel like the offensive line has to play a strong game and I think that they're they're going to have a a good matchup in their favor this weekend against Purdue. So, uh, offensive line, running game, passing game, there's really not a whole lot to dislike about Penn State's offense versus this Purdue defense. 
Coming up in our second segment, we're going to flip it around. We're going to go with the Purdue defense, and we're going to talk about the Penn State. I'm sorry, the Purdue offense. <laughs> I already messed it up. We're going to talk about the Purdue offense versus this Penn State defense. And, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil it too much for you, but uh, this is another mega mismatch in favor of Penn State. We'll talk about it in segment two. When Purdue is on offense, it's going to be very difficult to get the ball moving against this Penn State defense. The way that Penn State's defense has been playing, a lot of teams are struggling to get anything going. As we've seen this season, you cannot score a whole lot of points on this team. You cannot get many drives on this team. And as we discussed earlier in the week, when you get inside the red zone, it is very difficult to capitalize on those red zone opportunities because Penn State, first of all, doesn't give up too many red zone trips. And when opponents do get inside the red zone, they struggle to score touchdowns uh, more frequently than they have the last few seasons. Or I should say they've been scoring touchdowns more frequently the last couple of years than they are on track to this year. That is a trend that is certainly worth watching this week as Purdue comes to town and tries to get something going despite missing their top quarterback and their top wide receiver. That alone tells you that Purdue is going to have a real difficult time scoring much of anything, getting much of anything. You know, there's not going to be a whole ton of first downs, I would think, in this game for Purdue. Third and long is going to be a dream scenario for Penn State, although historically it seems like Penn State gives up a lot of key third downs and long. But I feel like when Purdue is playing without Rondell Moore, it's very, it's much more challenging to get those big plays that you're going to need to sustain drives, to keep momentum going on offense, and to put Penn State's defense in a position where they may have to adjust. So one of the things that is key here is the fact that Purdue doesn't have their starting quarterback and they don't have Rondell Moore, their starting wide receiver, arguably the best in the Big Ten, if not the country. And when you're missing your starting quarterback and your best all-around playmaker on offense, that is a dangerous situation to take on the road against one of the better defenses in your conference. So Penn State's defense certainly has been setting the tone, and we saw that against Maryland last week. They got the early turnover just a couple plays in, and that obviously set Penn State up for a very quick and easy touchdown. They had a couple more turnovers that they forced as well, and that's what you want to see here because Jake Plummer is going to be coming in as the backup quarterback turned starting quarterback for Purdue, and you want to make life as difficult as possible for him in his first start in this kind of environment. This is a this is a heck of a place to make a, a your first start on the road in Big Ten play. This is not a great situation for Jake Plummer, and and of course by extension, not a great situation for Purdue. So I'm kind of curious to see how Jeff Brom approaches this. There's a couple of different things he can do. He can stick with his regular playbook and and not care and just hope that things come together. Although. Things have not been really coming together for Purdue enough as it is. Or you can scale it back a little bit and keep things a little bit simpler and just try to you know keep keep Jake Plummer from having to make a, a big play. And basically, you, with the short, safe passes, accurate passes, you know, small chunks of yardage at a time, as opposed to going for a big play or trying to make something big happen. And that's why I feel like it's really important that Penn State puts Purdue in a position where they have to come up with the big play. They have to convert a third and long. They have to, you know, second and long is going to be huge too. So 
I feel like that's got to be one of the keys going into this game if you're on defense. You want to make life as difficult as possible for a young quarterback making his first start in this type of an environment. It is not an easy place for a young quarterback to make his first career start or first start in conference play on the road. This is not the place you want to be doing that. And I think that that's going to be one of the biggest problems that Purdue has. Again, Elijah Sindelar out for the year with an injury. No Rondell Moore this week. He's apparently going to be week to week, but Penn State is fortunate that they won't have to face him this weekend. As much as you want to see what your Penn State defense and your secondary would do against a guy like Rondell Moore, we saw what he did to get to Ohio State last week. So I think you should be thankful that you don't have to play one of the more electric playmakers in the conference this week. That is a huge advantage. But that doesn't mean that Penn State gets off easy because, like I said, if Jeff Brom approaches this the way that I think he may, it's still going to be a challenge because, you know, if you have a quarterback who gets in a rhythm with these short, accurate passes and high percentage passes and you know you get small chunks of yardage that's a game plan that can kind of chew up clock and you know, move the ball down systematically and ultimately make, at least put your team in position to score some points so i don't think there are going to be too many points scored by purdue but that is the approach that i think i would take it's kind of like what pittsburgh did the last time they were uh they visited penn state a couple years ago they played a kind of uh they played the kind of style where it was really just about running as much clock as possible, keeping Penn State's offense off the field as much as possible. And that's why for a while, you know, Pitt was hanging in there and that was what they needed to do to have any chance to win because they didn't really have the offensive firepower to keep up with Penn State because you knew that Penn State at some point was going to score their points. And that could be the similar situation that we see here as Purdue looks to defy all odds and come out of here with a big win. Now, this is going to be a real difficult challenge because Penn State is a team that is going to sack quarterbacks. They are going to to make life miserable on the line because this defensive line is playing so well. Uh, Michael Parsons is going to be back, and I would imagine he's going to be pretty excited to get back on the field after being ejected last week uh, early in the game for targeting. So, you know, there's there's a little motivation to get back on the field and make up for what happened last week. Uh, you know, say what you will about his uh, Twitter experience once he got ejected from the game. Obviously, James Franklin did address that, but... I think he's going to be looking to send a message and get back on track and get back in the swing of things. And that would be a nice little lift for Penn State's defense, too. Not that they really needed it after last weekend's game against Maryland. You know, when you when you win the game as soundly as you did on defense last week, uh, you look to follow that up. And this is a good you know, this is a good matchup in favor of Penn State's defense. That's why it contributes to why Penn State is such a huge favorite this weekend in more Big Ten play. All right, so we're going to wrap up the show with some final thoughts on this Penn State-Purdue game, and that'll be our final segment of the week. It's been a blast this week, but we're going to finish strongly, hopefully, and we'll make sure you guys are following along. Make sure you follow along on Twitter, at LockedOnNittany, and of course you can subscribe to this podcast on all your favorite podcasting platforms such as iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher Radio. Subscribe, rate, review. Let me know what you think about the show moving forward. If you have any recommendations for what you want to see from the show moving forward, I'm all ears for that too. So we talked about the Penn State offense versus the Purdue defense and the, what's left of the Purdue offense versus this Penn State defense. And as you can probably tell, 
I feel very comfortable in Penn State's chances this weekend against the Boilermakers. There's not a whole lot of reason to suspect that Penn State should be on upset alert. I really don't see that being a possibility here unless something completely falls out of nowhere. I just feel like Penn State has all of the intangibles, all the advantages here, every way you break this game down. I just don't see an area where Purdue is going to be able to create an advantage when they don't have their starting quarterback, when they don't have Rondell Moore. Uh, they're starting a young inning experienced guy at quarterback in this kind of environment I fully expect that Penn State not only wins this game but wins this game going away I don't think it's quite as lopsided as the Maryland game if you saw my preview in Athlon Sports for this weekend's game, you already know what my prediction for the final score is, and I'll share it with you right now. My prediction is Penn State 42, Purdue 17. How the heck does Purdue score 17 points? I don't really know, but I'm going to guess it comes later in the game with the game well decided. Penn State up 35-0, 42-0, who knows, but I really do feel like Penn State just steamrolls Purdue right from the beginning. Yes, maybe takes the foot off the gas a little bit in the third quarter and then this game is well decided going into that fourth quarter and that's when Purdue maybe gets a couple junk scores at the end of the game either way Penn State's going to be in an excellent position to get out of here at the win and I think it really just comes down to whether or not they can cover that 28 point spread which will be a reason that a lot of people probably are tuned into this game towards the end of it but I do feel like the line is very telling it just all the intangibles are there. Every advantage and every breakdown you have of this game just shows that Penn State is the easy favorite here. And this is not just to say that Penn State should win this game and not even have to try. I do think that they try because you have to try to beat every team in the Big Ten. But I do feel like this is a game that should feel pretty comfortable early on. And I don't think this game's ever really going to be in doubt as the game unfolds. Purdue doesn't have their starting quarterback. They don't have Rondell Moore. Penn State is coming off one of their best all-around games that we've probably seen in the James Franklin era. So this needs to carry over from the Maryland game to the Purdue game, and then we'll see where they go from there. Getting off to a 2-0 start in Big Ten play is huge. It doesn't matter if you've played Maryland and Purdue. Getting to 2-0 is always a nice way to get going because there is... There is some interesting things that could be happening later on this season. As we talked about in the Big Ten episode yesterday, we've got two matchups in Big Ten play between top 25 teams. Ohio State hosting Michigan State and Michigan hosting Iowa. So things are going to start to come together. So you don't want to waste an opportunity. And this is an easy opportunity for a win here for Penn State uh, against a Purdue team that's been struggling when they've been healthy. And now they're struggling and they are coming into Beaver Stadium this weekend not healthy. So this is a game that Penn State should win, should win comfortably, should never really be in doubt. That's what I think. Let me know what you think. Hit us up on Twitter at LockedOnNittany with your game predictions, anything you're watching in this game in particular. We want to hear from you. And of course, during the game, you can follow us along and we'll be tweeting from the Locked On Nittany account as the game progresses. So we have some fun with that. We did it a little bit last week during the Maryland game. We'll do it again this week. Uh, Saturdays are a little bit different for me because I do have my hours with college football talk on NBCSports.com. Make sure you follow me there. But I, I don't know what games I'm actually being assigned, so um, you know, I don't know what the coverage is going to be like. But we will be tweeting from the Locked On Nittany account throughout the Penn State game. So make sure you are following along. And we'll have some fun with that, too. We get we like to throw out some stats. We like to retweet some of the, the insight 
from the reporters that are there but we'd like to have some fun as the game progresses so make sure you check it out we'll share some highlights and gifts and all that fun stuff on the locked on nittany twitter account guys this is it this is the last segment of the week and i cannot say how proud i am to be here I'm so happy to be able to talk some Penn State football with you guys in this format on a daily basis. And I cannot wait to come back and do it all again next week. So we'll take a look at this game on Monday. Of course, we'll recap our general thoughts from this game against Purdue. We'll touch on a couple other newsworthy nuggets from the weekend as well in one of the segments. And of course, if you have questions over the weekend, we'll address some of them in our mailbag on Monday. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll go through the same kind of routine next week. So make sure you are subscribing to the podcast on iTunes, on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts. Search for the Locked On Nittany podcast, Locked On Nittany Alliance podcast, and make sure you're following us along. And please feel free to help spread the word, help support the show by leaving a rating and leaving a review because your feedback really does help with the placement that this show receives in those various services. And we want to try and make this community something that you all want to come back to and spread around to your fellow friends, your family, other Penn State fans, other college football fans. Because while this is a Penn State show, as you have discovered while listening this week we do touch on some other topics as well we will throw in some national stories we'll try to give a penn state angle to them of course but we also touch on the big 10 on thursdays so there's a lot of reasons for even non-penn state fans to be checking out our show so make sure you let everybody know about it and next week's going to be fun too because we have a facebook page apparently Apparently, it's been idle for quite some time, but I'm going to take some time to spruce that up a little bit, and we're going to get the Facebook action going with the podcast as well. So we'll see how that all plays out, but we are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. Maybe soon we'll be on Instagram. I don't know. I'm just just teasing right now, but there's a lot of stuff that we're going to do with this podcast moving forward. This is a a really fun first week. I thank you guys for tuning in and bearing with me and and providing some feedback. We are going to try to get in a rhythm here. I think things went pretty smoothly for the most part this week, but now I know what I'm doing. Now I know how I'm going to organize things moving forward. And again, we'll, we'll tinker here and there where we can. But it's been, it's been a fun first week. I want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening and spreading the word as we continue on with the relaunch. Week one is in the books. This podcast will return on Monday. Uh, make sure you check it out, and it's going to be a fun week, guys. All right, I'm Kevin McGuire. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Follow this podcast on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. Look for the Facebook page very soon. And again, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all the podcast apps you can imagine. And for everybody at the Locked On Podcast Network, I want to thank you guys so much for your feedback and for listening. So we'll be back Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Have a good, safe weekend, of course. And make sure you, if you're doing any homecoming festivities, be responsible. Be responsible because it's always more fun when you get to enjoy it and talk about it later on. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. I'll be back Monday. Have a good one.